Thank you for joining me on the Darren Chatter podcast. I'm going to be reading some of my blog posts that I have written so that you can consume this information in an audio format versus reading the blogs if this is more to your liking. I'm going to share with you stories from my past as as an athlete, as a coach, as a salesperson, as a business professional, as a VP of sales, everything that I have learned and amassed along the way in my 50 years here on planet Earth, I'm going to hope to share with you in order to help you shorten your learning curve, understand maybe a little different way to look at things, and hopefully learn a few things along the way. So here was the podcast you tuned in for. I hope you enjoy it. Please reach out to me when you can and let me know your thoughts. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for the podcast that accompanies blog number 89 entitled Stop Financing Your Insecurities. Have you ever thought about how much money you spend every month just trying to keep up with everybody else? Seriously, whether it is more house than you actually need or really can afford, a new ride, or the latest toy that Apple has released, do you know how much money you are burning through every month in these efforts? You should, you should take a hard look at these facts. And for many people, those facts include using a credit card to supplement their lifestyle and to keep up with everybody around them. It's not a new concept, but it has been amplified through social media now that that is such a ubiquitous part of the world that we live in. Living beyond your means is a treatable disease if you catch it early on in your life. If you let it go on too long, it may prove to be at least financially, fatal. You may laugh at the idea that you are headed towards bankruptcy, but let's do some math and see how close you really are. Have you ever looked at your credit score, like through creditkarma.com or one of those other free sites, and looked at your total outstanding debt? And just to be clear, it's not outstandingly good. It is money that you owe, meaning debts that are unsatisfied. I am speaking from experience here. At one point, my outstanding debt was in excess of $70,000, comprised of student loans, car payments, and credit card debt. That's not counting the mortgage for my house. Yikes. It was a real wake-up call when I finally took a hard look at that stuff. The real question is, why? What's driving the behavior of buying things that I couldn't afford? Why did I think rolling up in a cool car would make my friends feel differently about me? Do you value the opinion of strangers over your enough to overextend yourself financially just so you can get an occasional look at a stoplight? Apparently I did at some point. We all need to stop financing those insecurities. If you lose friends over what kind of shoes you wear, they weren't your friends to begin with. So let's take a look at this in a practical sense. You may want to jot these numbers down, especially if you're a visual person, that will make a lot more sense to you. Or you can go to the blog at darrenchatter.com backslash blog and make sure that you go to blog number 89 to look at this as I have it written out. So here's the numbers that we want to look at, for example, that'll give you an idea of the recommended breakdown of your monthly finances and how they should be allocated. Now, this is not my opinion. This is according to quicken.com. That website shows some examples of how to look at 
on at what an average income would be and how you should allocate that money to make sure that you're not living beyond your means. So we're going to use a, a sample gross income of $35,000 a year, which would give you a monthly take-home pay of $21,010 after taxes and other deductions. So no more than 30% should go to your rent or housing expenses. <clears throat> so if you make $35,000 gross, you should be spending at most $634 on rent or your mortgage payment, according to Quicken.com. Now, depending on what city you live in, that may be, you may be living in your, in the, in your car, if that's the case. Um, high rent cities like New York and San Francisco, there is nothing to be found that is in that price range. Literally nothing. So that is something to consider for sure. Another 10%, which would be $211, can be spent on utilities and other housing expenditures, which should include renter's insurance if you are renting. 15%, which would be just over $300, would be food for the month. This includes most of the food that you need uh, to spend money on for cooking at home and maybe on a rare occasion eating out. 10% should go to transportation costs, which wouldn't be your car, but that's only $211. Depending on how big of a down payment you put on something, that's not getting you a whole lot of car for sure. Another 10%, which would also be $211, should be going to your student loans and your credit card payments. You definitely wanna put 10% into savings, and then the remaining 15%, should be allocated possibly for just around $100 for clothing if you are in a uh, corporate job where you have to you know, buy, a su buy suits or have uh, a nice attire as part of your job. That's gonna be a monthly expense that you should allocate for, not throw a credit card down and spend 1,200 bucks in one shot and then slowly try to pay that off. You should save yourself about 100 bucks a month for entertainment which again is not very much money and about a hundred dollars to cover your car insurance and maybe some other personal expenses. Now these numbers are for one person. And again, based on quicken.com's suggestions for a $35,000 annual salary, that is before taxes. Remember your take home pay at that rate is only about $2,100 a month. So, some of these seem a little low, right? If you followed this to a T, you would have about $208 in your pocket at the end of the month. And that's if you did it perfectly. So that 400 bucks you want to spend on a pair of glow-in-the-dark Yeezys or that new pair of iPods that you think you have to have, that stuff is killing you financially. Every time you slap down a credit card to pay for something that is outside the monthly budget that I just reviewed, you are digging the hole deeper. The cheap headphones you play that you have play music too. It's just your perception and your concern about other people's perception that is driving the behavior of you buying something that you can't afford. Financial freedom isn't more credit at your disposal. It's the freedom from debt. That is what you're shooting for. If you really want to experience financial freedom, 
Get out from under the pile of debt that you have accumulated. Stop giving a crap about what other people think and start focusing on rescuing yourself. If you are drowning in debt, you need to treat it like you are actually drowning. It needs to become the driving force behind every decision that you make. Pay your bills and allocate your monthly budget like your life depends on it. In some cases, it may actually do that to some degree. Imagine the setback it would be to file bankruptcy and to have that on your credit report for the next 10 years. Better yet, imagine what it would be like to make the last payment on your house now that you are completely debt-free. You don't need to contribute to Kanye West's retirement fund by buying Yeezys. You need to start saving for yours. So some additional thoughts on that. Like I said, I was guilty of this myself. I labored under the illusion that all of the credit card debt and the student loan that I had deferred and amortized for 25 years would eventually get taken care of once I got a job that paid enough for me to afford to pay those things off. That's dumb. I know that now. I learned it the hard way. I had help in writing the ship as far as that stuff goes. Uh, one of the best books I could recommend would be by Ramit Sethi called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. He utilizes a series of bank accounts, all of which are automated in terms of direct deposit and then reallocating money into different buckets and putting yourself on a structured budget to get out from under your, the debt that you have and also to make sure that you're saving money every month towards retirement or other major purchases such as a house in the future. My wife and I are a huge family, <laughs> excuse me, huge fan of Dave Ramsey and his financial peace program. Whether you actually go to that class in person or you just buy his uh, one of his books, that is a great and very, very simple approach to getting rid of the debt that you have. We did what he refers to as the debt snowball program, where you add up all of the expenses that you have, or the, you write out all the expenses that you have, and you start with the credit cards or whatever has the highest interest level and start paying off those things first. Ideally, you start with a, a credit card that has a high level interest rate and the lowest level of debt. That way you're gonna get a quick and easy win by paying off that credit card that has a $1,200 balance on it, but it's at 29% interest. Yes, 29% interest is realistic. I've been there, you miss one payment on a credit card plan and you're no longer in their introductory 12% interest rate, it skyrockets. And now you're paying 30% interest every month on that pair of headphones that you bought six months ago. You have to pay attention to things like this. Again, the Dave Ramsey process is very effective in getting people to realize the error of their ways and also give you a simple plan to get out, out from under that pile of debt that you accumulated. I'm not quite there yet, but my wife and I have gotten rid of every credit card bill that we have. We own both of our vehicles. We are well on our way to paying off my student loan. And the next thing that we will tackle will be 
the mortgage on our house. We recently financed and our mortgage payment is far more affordable now than it ever was. And now that she is working as, as a nurse, she graduated from school and is now working as a nurse, we will be throwing most likely three times the monthly payment at our mortgage and pay the house off in the next five years. I can't tell you how much better I sleep at night knowing that if things took an absolute turn for the worst, where our monthly expenses are right now, I could go deliver pizzas for a living and cover the monthly expenses that we have. Obviously, that's not a career choice. I'm going to find a, a better paying job before too long. But if things really took a, a turn for the worst, with her working as a nurse or even in a outlandish situation where she no longer had a job and neither did I and I had to go do something else to make money, I literally could drive for Uber or deliver pizzas and cover our monthly bills to make sure that we didn't have to move in with our parents or something crazy like that. That level of security and peace of mind from a financial perspective is unparalleled. And I want everybody to have the benefit of, of putting their head on the pillow at night and going to sleep knowing that you have your shit under control even if things really take a turn for turn southward. It is, <laughs> I wish I would have done this much sooner. I certainly wish I had been smart enough to figure these things out to avoid amassing that $70,000 worth of debt that I did, but you can't go back in time. The next best thing is to solve the problem and tackle that stuff head on. Understand that everybody makes mistakes. Lots of your the people in your circle of friends are fighting that same problem. It's just something that most people never talk about. It should be talked about more, not only for the camaraderie of realizing, oh, I'm not the only person that's stupid with money sometimes, but also to help enroll each other's encouragement to solve those problems, to set goals together, to be accountability buddies, things like that, and help each other resolve those issues. I highly recommend that you go to, if you haven't done before, go to some place like creditkarma.com or Credit Sesame or whatever and look at your free credit report so that you have a good understanding of where you're at financially and what needs to be done. If you're in the same situation that I was a while ago, you need to revamp your lifestyle ASAP. Believe me, if you change things for a little time period, massive changes can come out of that. I was tired of living paycheck to paycheck regardless of how much money that I was making. I was tired of writing checks to credit card companies for stuff that I had bought and maybe even forgotten about at this point. It's not the way to live. That system is set up to continue to suck you in to doing those things. But at any time, you can exit off of that freeway and do something else that most people don't ever bother to do. Again, the peace of mind that you have knowing that your finances are in order is something you have to experience to really understand, but it is a, absolutely a worthwhile goal. If there's anything I can assist you with, again, I don't have all the answers, but I certainly have my own experiences I'm happy to share. If there's something I can help with, reach out to me through my website at darrenchatter.com or any of my social media platforms at Darren Chatter. 
I would be happy to help you in any way that I'm capable of. Uh, as always, I wish you luck with your endeavors.